You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. A proud member of the Locked On Podcasting Network. On today's show, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to look at the standings. We're going to spend some time on Columbus, uh, talk about where they are in standings, the playoffs and such, because once their season ends, we will see a significant uh, increase in players on this roster. And that's going to affect the Indians in this tight wild card stretch going down to the wire. So... The Cleveland Indians barely won today. Second day in a row, the starter goes seven, uh, pitches exceptionally well, and the bullpen uh, very nearly implodes again on the Cleveland Indians. I mean, it did implode. They were lucky to get out of this one. So Bieber, seven innings, nine strikeouts, two earned runs on six hits, two walks. Nick Goody, who was so good for so long, and now, you know, you look at his game log, the blemishes are appearing. Um, he's still one of your better options at the back end of uh, this bullpen, but uh, I don't know, I'm not feeling as confident as I was <laughs> even just a few weeks ago. But he comes in, doesn't even record an out before he ends up... Um, getting uh, lifted from this one gives up two runs on three hits uh, home run in there so goody struggles so after that the Indians go to Clippard Tyler Clippard continues to be really effective um, one of the better members in this pen maybe the best pen arm they've had in terms of consistency of late and then we'll 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 save the ninth inning for last. There's a lot to unpack in the ninth inning. So let's talk about the offensive performers in this. You go through, and outside of Kipnis, everyone reached base. Um, the only other player who didn't have a hit was Jake Bowers, and he still had two walks. Um, Santana with the one hit, which was a double, was kind of one of the weaker performers. Two hits for Puig, two hits for Reyes, two hits for Lindor. Mercado with three, nice to see as he has... Um, struggled. I mean, I've been talking about that at length. We have seen him struggle. Uh, he is the MVP of this game, and we'll get into more of why that is the case later. Yu Chen Chang with uh, with two hits there at the bottom of the lineup, also helping out. In terms of the home run, everyone loves that. Reyes had the only home run. That's his seventh since coming over. Now let's let's jump into this ninth inning. So we're going to go through this. Uh, at bat by at bat. So Brad Hand comes in to pitch. He gets a strikeout swinging. Great sign. First guy. Then it's single. Then a home run. Then a single. So at this point, since that first out, he has allowed four straight hitters to reach. And he's still in the game. He gets to face one more guy. Luckily, these were not the fastest of runners, uh, with Abreu being the the lead runner for the White Sox, or else um, some runs would have been scored in this. But uh, somehow, he's when it's rather clear he doesn't have it, they're still leaving him out there. They bring in Nick Wickren, who 
We've talked about numbers show he's probably playing over his head a bit this year. Like, I'm a big fan. I love the addition of him. I was calling for him to be called up from the start of the season. The problem is right now I don't know who you trust in the leverage situations if you are the Cleveland Indians. I, I don't know. It's it's a very hard situation to be in. This was a pen that was um, the best in baseball at one point, and right now I don't know if I trust anyone there. They go to Wickren, and Eloy Jimenez, with the bases loaded, hits what should have been a double in the gap. Uh, should have scored three runs and given the White Sox the win. Instead, Oscar Mercado, um, you know, they always say defense doesn't slump. Well, they, he showed it tonight uh, on top of the, having the great game as a hitter. Makes just a, a phenomenal leaping catch in center field. Cord the out. Uh, next guy up, Wetgren gets going to strike out, and the Indians win. Very important win, as they are all important this late in the season. The Indians, by the fact that they won. Tampa didn't play today after the doubleheader a day ago, so the Indians are just ha- half a game back. Oakland is currently up one nothing in the fourth inning over the Angels. If they win today, then Oakland and Cleveland will be tied for that final spot. So keeping things neck and neck um, before uh, heading to Minnesota. They got to... Uh, yes, the Twins, I believe, are currently losing badly, but I'm not even really paying attention to the Twins at this point. Um, except for when they're facing the Indians. It's just... it's. It's a bit of a, I, I, I don't see any path to anything but a wild card for the Cleveland Indians. In terms of our upcoming pitching matchups, tomorrow's game is a 12 o'clock game, so it'll be done nice and early. Plesak versus Lopez. Plesak, still a concern. Uh, the weekend series, we'll spend some time on tomorrow. Um, I don't hate pitching order of what the Indians are going to face. Let me put it that way. There's, there's a chance to come out of this weekend with a two out of three game win. Um, something I tweeted out today, just in reference to this wild card, is the Indians probably don't deserve to win the wild card, if we're being perfectly honest as fans. Against the Athletics and the Rays this year, they went two for 11. They won two, lost 11. Uh, one in five against the A's, one in six, I believe, against Tampa. That is right there where you lose. These are the two teams they're competing with, and they were terrible against them. Um, you know, it's interesting because they have had success against the Yankees and the Twins this year, and those are the other teams um, kind of at the top of the heap. The Astros continue to be a problem. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, that 2-11 and record against those two teams that they're fighting for the wild card with really stands out at this point that even if they'd played – 500 ball against those teams um it you know they'd be up big in the wild card instead of currently tied or currently they're up but likely going to be tied before the end of the night for that final spot this is your reminder that every wednesday here on the locked on network the uh, nfl side of things is going to have a crossover as you can get uh, perspectives from both your team and the team's that you will be facing on Sundays. So remember that, the crossover every Wednesday on the Locked On NFL. The Our sponsor today is Postmates. Uh, let's just let's put the business out in front with Postmates. 
If you download the Postmates app, you're going to get $100 to use in the first seven days for free delivery. If you're not familiar with Postmates, I don't know how if you've been listening to this show as I've been doing ad reads for them for a while, and I'm a fan of them. Here's what's great about Postmates. If you're tired, if you're sick, if you're just feeling lazy, they bring it to you. You're going to get it brought to you. You just open up that app. You can see in your area, and you can be like, oh, I don't know what to eat. Let's see what, what can get delivered. Uh, you can get groceries. You can get uh, some medicine. You can get uh, fast food. You can get anything you want delivered to you. You go. You use the uh, the Postmates app. You're going to put in that code locked on. You get $100 in free delivery credit to use in the first seven days. So you want to go crazy. You want to max that out. You want to take advantage of it. But it's a great service. It's going to help you out and make your life easier. Postmates app, promo code locked on. Okay, and we're back. So we're going to talk about the Columbus Clippers. Uh, they currently have a lot of players who are going to be uh, helping the Indians in a few uh, weeks. So, we look at their roster right now. Um, We'll go into today's game in a second. Just in terms of players who are already on the 40-man, who pretty much assures they're going to get called up. Logan Allen. uh, Josh D. Smith. Jeffrey Rodriguez is going to ha- have to be put back on. He's currently rehab from the uh, the 60-day, but he'll be put on. So that's three pitchers right there. Uh, Bobby Bradley, Andrew Velasquez, and Bradley Zimmer. So all those names are players who are going to get called up. Now, I also think that Cam Hill is going to get called up, and I still think they are going to... Be very hesitant to add Karen Chalk just because a um, the forty man crunch is going to be a big forty man crunch for the Indians. B um, the option clock situation, starting his clock early, and knowing that they have a manager who's not going to trust a rookie closer, a rookie reliever. Um, for the most part, we've seen him go to uh, the oldest of the old before he goes and trusts a young player in that pen. In today's game, uh, they're facing the Gwinnett uh, Stripers. This is a playoff game. Michael Peoples got the start for game one. Struggle for him, two home runs. Kyle Nelson, the top left-handed reliever in the system, though, came in. Two-thirds of an inning, one hit, one strikeout. Jeffrey Rodriguez doing that rehab. Two innings pitch, two strikeouts, didn't allow a base runner. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if the Indians continue just to work him as a pen arm because that's probably what he's going to be when he does make that call up to Cleveland. Then James Karinchak uh, continues his dominance. One inning, one walk, three strikeouts. Uh, it's it's weird when you're like, okay, that's par for the course. He struck out the side. Uh, two errors in the game by Bobby Bradley. Not what you want to see at first base. He missed a catch in fielding. In terms of the lineup, uh, Zimmer's batting third right now. Velasquez, who uh, you know very likely we get called up, is uh, was at short, hitting second. Bobby Bradley hitting fifth. Um, Mark Matias, that chose to go in the four spot. Daniel Johnson hitting seventh. Now he's probably going to get added to the forty man as well. Uh, he's cooled down a little bit, not as much as Bradley. Bradley has really never quite uh, fully recovered from his call up to Cleveland. Uh, he was 
you know, everyone couldn't wait for him to get up. He was just clubbing the ball. He ended up with 33 home runs. If you remember that back when he got called up, I believe he was already at 24. So that means he had nine over the last two months of the, the year, which and for most players that's quite good. But when you look at the pace he was on, it's definitely he slowed up a bit. The average dropped. The strikeouts still incredibly high. It's it's hard to see a path for him to the majors um, with the way the Indians are set up. Daniel Johnson finished the year at AAA, slash of 290, 361, 507, 868. Uh, I'm sorry, that's how he finished his overall year between double and AAA. 19 home runs, 34 doubles, 118 strikeouts, 50 walks. Uh, he's not very good at stealing bases. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the thing here we can look at, but very toolsy. Definitely someone we should be probably talking about more, and he will undoubtedly also get called up and added to the roster because he needs to be rostered this offseason anyways. So this this is a roster, like I said, we, we tend to forget about. I know I do at points Logan Allen. We just haven't heard about him as much, but it's going to be another lefty they can call up. Cam Hill has pitched so well this year. Uh, Karen Chalk is the future at the back of the pen. Scott Moss, who they also got in their trade, um, with Bauer needs to be added. Uh, Rodriguez will be up. Uh, Josh D. Smith will be up. Jordan Stevens just got taken off the 40-man as they were kind of flipping things around. We'll see if he sticks around. Bobby Bradley and Velasquez being on there. I don't think we're going to see our old friends, uh, Morhoff and Stamets. Poor one out for them. Uh, the outfield up there in AAA. Zimmer, Johnson, and Kai Tom have been the starters. Tom, I can't see them adding, but Johnson and Zimmer, I think, are very much going to be guys we will see up in Cleveland sooner rather than later. So now that we've looked at Columbus, we've kind of talked about how they're going to continue to add uh, to this roster. They they need you need guys down there for the for the playoffs. They're not going to push everybody up at once. Um, they added a few guys, and I'm sure, like I said, once the postseason ends for uh, the Clippers, we'll see probably somewhere between five to eight players get promoted up to the Indians' main roster. Let's see, the Indians, or the Indians, the Clippers are currently in the Governor's Cup semifinals. Uh, it's a best of five. They won game one, so they win this. Next week, they would be in the finals. So next weekend against the Phillies, which I'm trying to think off the top of my head if that's a home or away. I believe that's an away series, but I'll double check. Uh, you know, it's a perfect time to add a bunch of uh, players to your roster when you're going to the National League, where you're going to pinch hit more, pinch run more. Um, you need to do roster manipulation more because you have that pitcher hitting. So here's the schedule. Now slowly loading in front of me. No, so the Philadelphia series, I was wrong. I reversed them. Philadelphia series is at home. The national series is at Washington. So they'll, you know, perfect timing last week of the season. Uh, let's let the pitchers hit so one of them can accidentally get hurt, as seems to occur um, in those National League games at a much higher rate than anyone would like to see happen. Uh you know, we got, as I said, it's basically during the week is the easy matchup. Weekends, tough. The Indians, 
the big point again I will just keep hammering home is they have the hardest schedule down the stretch and that's that's going to be an issue an issue an issue um, in terms of the National League teams I've told us we need to be watching with the the Phillies and the uh, the Washington Nationals um, Uh, let's see. So the Philadelphia, the Nationals lost. Not good for us. To the Mets. Um, Alonzo with his 45th home run of the year. Quite a year he's having. And it's, it's, he's having such a great year that people forget that Dominic Smith was finally starting to show his ability um, after being a top prospect for years. Jeff McNeil is the most underrated player in baseball. Uh, J.D. Davis uh, is looks to be, I mean, we'll see how it c- turns out. Uh, the, the Astros got uh, some really interesting prospects in that deal, but it looks like the rare trade where the Houston Astros might have lost, that they, they went out and J.D. Davis has played so well for the Mets. Again, the Mets are going to be in such an interesting team because they're going to be out there with those bats to trade. Um and then the Phillies lost to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, interesting game from around the league. Michael Lorenzen uh, played the field, hit a home run, and picked up the win. And that's something that no one had done since Babe Ruth. Um, a lot of interesting things have happened the last few days. Uh, that one, the fact that I didn't realize when Jorge Soler hit 40 home runs, uh, hit his 40th. That became he became the first forty home run guy for the Royals, and that was the the only team that had not had a forty home run guy yet. So that was an interesting fact. And then, if you know, if it, it, it's the seventh inning now, so um, the the no hitter is over. But I really loved the Diamondbacks picking up Zach Gallen, and I talked about why I thought that was such a smart get. Um, he's always performed well and he's undersized doesn't have the best stuff you can go back to the deadline one where I was like that's a nice addition he's that guy that always gets underrated uh, against the Padres he had a no hitter going to late in that game and uh, you know the Diamondbacks if they pull this off are going to have nine wins in their last ten games and they're another uh, one of those teams that uh, you you it's an interesting story, but you almost have to root against them because, again, you want the – you want. Well, I mean, the Phillies losing – no, because the Phillies are going to play hard down the stretch no matter what. Um, the Diamondbacks are now just half a game. If they win tonight, we'll tie the Phillies uh, uh, for the third spot. You know, there will be the teams just out of the wild card picture at this point in the year, uh, which after giving up Granky, that's where they are. Um yeah, I find the National League fascinating. The American League, you've got your division leaders, and then you've got these three teams in the wild card. And then it's kind of boring. Um, a lot of these teams don't do much for me, don't really move the needle. But uh, National League is an absolutely fascinating division. Uh, a lot of fun to look out. And, um, you know, it, it's always good to look at these teams. Especially, again, a team like the Mets, who could be in for some... Uh, continued turnover and have some assets that could be moved um, in the right situation 
and the Indians being in a situation where I think they'll be looking to make some moves this offseason as well. So, uh, especially because, you know, if you're the Indians and you feel like you can fix Edwin Diaz, who the Mets have been shopping, who they paid a high price to get from Seattle, where he was utterly dominant, uh, could make a lot of sense for a Cleveland Indians team that suddenly has some massive issues at the back of their bullpen. I want to thank everyone for listening, uh, the rating and review, reviewing, all the stuff you do to make this podcast continue to grow. It uh, it only gets, uh, we continue to get bigger because of you guys. So thank you, and as always, go Tribe.